It's a good investment to get your kid into Taekwondo. It's a good investment to get your kid into um, wrestling, grappling, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, shit, I don't care, Capoeira. capoeira. Like, get, get your kid into whatever classes are available mm-hmm. uh, to ignite in them this sense of self-preservation. And that's what, that's what um, is the most important, is, is creating the sense and the, the instinct uh, to self-preserve, even though they might not have had the same tumultuous, toxic, dangerous experience you had as a kid, you still want them to understand self-preservation. family welcome to another episode of the fatherhood village podcast the official home for proud fathers and mentors i'm dale holloway with the brother kev hick we are your tfv hosts kev what's happening with you bro man what's good man i'm chilling bro no complaints good good we in here we in here today man um this episode we're gonna dive into self-defense you feel me teaching our young ones, you know, how to protect themselves, you know, when we're not around. Uh, don't those, those things, I believe, start at the home. So the first talking point we'll dive into would be how soon should we begin teaching our children self-defense and uh, what fundamentals should they be taught at that age? And then secondly, what tactics and guidance are we giving them to help avoid or deter potential conflicts, you know, how to handle confrontations, um, you know, with their peers. um, And then we'll kind of get into if, if parents out there have siblings, you know, how they're, you know, how they need to protect their sibling, whether it's older one or younger one, how to stay together, you know, look out for your, for your siblings, man. You got to make sure that that happens. So, all right, Dale. So before we continue, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Let's get checked. Listen, fellas, low testosterone can cause muscle loss, erectile dysfunction, reduce sex drive, fatigue, obesity, and symptoms of depression. So if you're having trouble making gains at the gym, putting it down in the bedroom, maintaining adequate energy levels, staying lean, having mood issues, you could in fact have low testosterone. I can say from experience that Let's Get Checked makes getting tested easy with next day delivery. You just receive your test, send it off, and get your results in two to five days. Get your testosterone levels checked today at trylgc.com forward slash TFV. Again, that's trylgc.com forward slash TFV. The coupon code TFV gets you 30% off in the checkout. As men and as leaders, we gotta be fully functional out here. The array of home health test kits available from Let's Get Checked makes staying on top of your health easy. So check it out, guys. The link's in the description. Now let's get back into this conversation. The first topic, man. How how soon should our how soon should we be should we be preparing our kids for these events where they have to protect themselves? Like how how young should should we should we begin doing this? You know, I think it's important to consider your kid, you know, 
I've always dreamt of having a son that I could take him from when he was two years old and turn him into the ass kicking his ass kicker that never kicked <laughs> ass um, by the time he was four years old. But that's just not my son. My son is one who has a very short attention span. He he is bored in a matter of seconds if it's not something he would otherwise choose to do naturally. So mm. my son just turned six. He's finally getting to the place where his attention span will allow him to accept information that is otherwise inconvenient to accept, you know, in comparison to what he would want to do if he wants to play with cars. And I say, Hey, let me see, let me come come here. Let me see, let me see how you throw that right. Let me see how you throw that left. Now he's like, "Mm, all right, I guess. And he'll give you a couple (laughs) minutes. Yeah. So I've worked up from, you know, 10 seconds to a couple minutes of his attention. But what I've realized is he's more interested in training me than being trained. So I'm almost, doing it backwards just trying to keep him engaged and this is how you throw a right this is how you throw a left and I throw a wrong and see if he corrects me and he, he's actually learning but he's not doing yet so we're, we're just trying to figure out how to make him as interested in, as it impossible as possible because he's a very sweet kid and and he's the type of kid that can be um in a situation where other kids would try to take advantage of him because he's always going to stand for what's right he speaks up he speaks his mind he stands for what's right, no matter what. He'll take up for anybody. And my son is the type of guy that'll take up for a kid, even if he's going to get his ass kicked. Like, he got heart, heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I want to protect himself because the type of heart he got and the type of character that he got, he's going to stand up for the little guy, even if that means he's going to take an L for it. And so I want to make sure I, I, I create a killer out of him a little bit, to be quite honest. But he got a short attention span. So we're just learning how to fit those uh, those avenues in. When I go down and work on my punching bag, he comes down and he plays around with his punching bag because he has an identical miniature version of my punching bag. And um, it's just getting to the point to where I can correct his form on the 20 or 30 punches. And then I leave him alone. You know what I'm saying? And the more he sees me down there working that Cobra bag or that heavy bag, the more he, he's like, okay, now what that, now what that. Every day he he wants to be a little bit more like me. Every day he emulates me a little bit more. So while he's not the type of kid that I can turn into a killer by the time he's age 10, you know, he, he potentially uh, is picking up his attention span and, and every every ounce of attention that he gives me in the, in the area of, you know, self-defense, I've just been trying to take advantage of, but also keep it fun and exciting and not make it about war because he doesn't understand the, the, the idea of war. Uh, but at some point he will understand protection because he has a deep protective instinct and I'll make it about protecting him, protecting his little brother, and he really cares about his little brother. So that's something I'm really working on. So as soon as your as soon as your child will allow you to teach them, as soon as their attention uh, will allow them to stay put, uh, as soon as they have the urge to to want to protect somebody else or protect themselves, that's when you do it. But the time is different for every kid. Okay, that's that's definitely a good answer. My son, he kind of jumped out there pretty quick. Uh, at least that's kind of my assessment. Um, he, he was, he was a rah, rah kid, man. He was, he was definitely a, a boy's boy. And, um, so he would want to fight, right? I didn't really even push this on him. He just would say, daddy, fight, mommy, fight. And he'll just charge at you with his hands up. You know what I mean? He didn't really do it out of like, he just had this aggression and like whatever he's seen on TV, whatever he's seen on his tablet. Uh, you know, he, he wanted to kind of act that way and I loved it, you know? And so, you know, we'll wrestle, 
you know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll play the whole thing out. Um, and I enjoyed it. And then uh, I didn't want that to die out. So, you know, kind of what you had said, you know, we'll kind of sit there. I'll get on my knees and kind of show him how to make a proper fist. You know, he wasn't really right. doing that too well. Um, show him how to throw a punch um, and, and also how to, you know, block or, or, you know, bob and weave a little bit. So we'll kind of enact some things. Um, but it, it was fun. Like I said, I, I'm glad that he has that innately is kind in, 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 of, of an instinct to him to yeah. uh, have that, that bit of aggression or, you know, sort of that, um, you know, that, that combat, you know, mentality a little bit because it's, it's going to come a time where he's going to have to use that. So I'm glad it's already kind of present in his mind. Um, and this thing we do, so my sons, he, he'll be three in November and he started doing this probably right after he turned two, pretty much. It was kind of something he just liked to do and we'll play around. He'll, you know, punch and he'll, he'll hit his sister. Not like, you know, violently, but you know, she'll, she'll catch a piece too. You know what I mean? But he'll, he'll, everybody's sparring. Everybody's <laughs> yeah, yeah. a sparring partner. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So just trying to, um, channel that in the right direction and, and to kind of let them know like, Hey, you know, someone's, you know, bringing harm to your sister or, you know, it was times where I'll be wrestling with Sharday, my daughter, or, I'll be messing around with Angel and he'll come in and just charge at me like, get off mommy, you know what I'm saying? So I really enjoyed that. Like I was excited that, you know, that's how he, you know, assessed the situation and was like, hey, get up off my mom. She feeds me, dog. Yeah. Get up off on her, you know what I mean? Get up out of here. So, um, so you know, you know, at, at, at his age, you know, like I said, some kids are a little bit more uh, timid a little bit more standoffish and that's fine. Those things that just come whenever they happen. But yeah. at, at his age, I want to make sure that he sees these things early. Like he, he has a punching bag right over here. Uh, we got him. When do we get him? That thing was for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we put it up on the string and he punches at it. Um, Charday, she likes to do a little bit of that as well. She's not much of a fighter, but she has yeah. a little bit there, you know what I mean? It's it's, yeah. it's there, but um, at night, so we kind of do like a, it's kind of like a handshake in a way. So, you know, when I put them to bed, we'll do like a high five and then like, we'll kind of like hold each other's hand after the high five and then we'll give each other a fist bump. And then I'll put my hands up as if they're little sparring mitts. He'll hit his little one, two. And then he'll put his hands up and I'll and I, and I do the same. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it's something that, that he's seeing nightly. So I correct yeah. his fists or if his hands aren't properly placed in front of his face, I kind of correct them, reposition, you know what I mean? And then I like add some sauce so he kind of see in real time what, yeah. the, what the punch and, and the action look like. And I think I saw something uh, boxing commercial or I think I flipped on boxing by accident or something. And I'm like, look, look. See what they doing? We do that. He's like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So as long as he's not seeing like blood and people getting folded, it's just more like something that he sees men's, you know, <laughs> men doing. You know what I mean? It's just something yeah. that, that as a as a man, it's, it's a fight. What, what you know was what I'm that, saying? Man? Oh, that Why dude is... got folded. <laughs> yeah. That's right? that's called getting folded, son. 
Yeah, yeah. So I don't, don't want to call it in the hood. <laughs> right. Um, I didn't. I didn't want to kind of, <laughs> you know, bring bring it to a, a understanding of violence, but it was more like something tactful, something yeah. he's kind of see like, okay, there's technique to this. You know what I mean? There's there's a wrong and right way to do it. Um, you know, when and where things like that. But man. I- um, I think that your son is a very fortunate young brother because, you know, I, I learned my uh, my skill set, the most of it in the gladiator arena of kids cage fighting. Oh, <laughs> my wow. brothers, my, man, my brothers, were, we lived in the projects, man, and my cousins lived in the projects, so it didn't matter where we was at, we was in the project. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my brother would uh, pick a kid out, any kid. And my brother's seven years older than me, so he was a kid himself. But, you know, he's 14, he got, or 13, he got a six-year-old little brother. When I was my son's age, it, it, I didn't have the option to learn or not learn. I had a fight at 3 o'clock. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had an appointment. I'd be playing Super Mario Brothers and doing my thing in the house, and he'd say, hey, Kev, <laughs> hey, Kev. I'm like, damn. So i keep playing it. Hey, Kev, you know you hear me. What's up? Uh-huh. What's up? I got somebody for you. Ah, uh, put the Super Mario Brothers down. Go outside. <laughs> like I, I was not able to. I was not allowed to show fear or trepidation or anxiety at all. I just had to pretend that it was, you know, that's what we was doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, right, come to the store with me. Hey, I got somebody for you. That had to be the same facial expression. You know what I'm saying? And we started that at six. You know, maybe even before that. I think five is when I first got my ass whooped in a. Kids cage fight with an older kid. I call them the kids cage fights. They was a U- ultimate champ, ultimate fighting championship. We was UFC and out there, man. Mixed <laughs> martial hood. arts. Yeah, for the hood, the whole hood watching. You know what I'm saying? The older kids would just come, you know, entertain themselves with the younger kids. And so uh, I couldn't be the worst. I had to be the best. And I was really afraid of getting my ass kicked by my brother if I was, you know, out here being afraid. So it, mm-hmm. it sounds tumultuous or it, it sounds traumatizing. I, I never felt traumatized by it. I felt like a warrior, you know what I'm saying? And I, I felt like I, I impressed my big brother. And it, it was actually a good thing for me, is, is, believe it or not, because it, 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 gave, it got me away from the, the fear of, first of all, being hit uh, or even conflict to that degree. Like I'm, I'm, I'm more okay with violence uh than i should be and and not like brute brutality but basic you know combat hand-to-hand combat you know a lot of people are so afraid of that that moment where you know oh, okay we're gonna do this mm-hmm. and you know i wish i could give my son um you know the part of my experience that was healthy but there's almost no way to separate trauma from from you know the, the warrior mentality. I think the warriors are, are those who have experienced trauma and that's what creates the warrior. In giving our kids the best uh, opportunities and the best lifestyles and the most healthy environments, the, you know, things that we were not afforded, at least in my family uh, all the time, um, we've, we're ultimately gonna cheat them out of some of the growth that we had the opportunity of getting at, a, at an earlier age. And so, you know, part of my, uh, you know, part of, part of what conflicts me is that, you know, providing a stable household doesn't give him the sense of warrior mentality because we're not in a survival state. But when I was in a kid, all the kids around us and all of their families were in survival states. So mm-hmm. built warriors out of us. Um, my kid's not naturally the one who has a, you know, a knack for wanting to 
learn pretty much anything that he's not choosing to learn, but he likes to hit. Oh, we're going to box. He's going to come up and he's going to hit me with very poor form. And I'm going to be like, hey, let me, talk, <laughs> let me talk to you about that form. And he's going to be like, ah, oh, I got to go play with cars. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He hits me with the spinal tap. He runs up on me uh, randomly and hits me right in the middle of my spine at the small of my back. I don't know why, but it's Ooh. the one place that a six-year-old can hurt an adult man, the spinal <laughs> tap. <laughs> and he does that all the time. But yeah. we're working, man, and I think that he's getting it now. Slowly but surely, he's understanding that this is something that a man needs to be prepared for. And with his type of heart, like I said, man, he don't give a damn if it's 10 kids. He's going to talk. He's going to defend himself. And he's going uh, to let them know that, hey, y'all need to get out of my way or y'all need to move or y'all need to be nice to this kid. Or, like, he got heart, bro, and I'm so proud of who he is. One day he's going to understand, and one day he's going to be a warrior because I make sure of it. Right now we just try to make it fun and, and try to keep him engaged and not deliver trauma into him while trying to prepare him for the trauma that is in front of him. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially him being so light-skinned and the colorism that we have and, you know, him looking mixed, but his mom is the mixed one. And he's, you know what I'm saying? He's 75, mm -hmm. 25, but he looked like he 50, 50 mm -hmm. or even something, you know, with him being so light uh, and, and being so, being so skinny. And, you know, he's just got, he's got some challenges ahead of him that, that life will not uh, be always fair to him. Like it's not fair to any of us. And realizing that as a parent is always difficult, but uh, whatever challenge he has, he has the heart to deal with them. And, I'll just handle the combat and the the training for whatever he's he's uh, approached by. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Exactly. Um, and and another point I wanted to make quickly was, you know, obviously having a daughter. You know, I think about the things that she needs to learn as well because, you know, not saying that the boys need the need the first, I guess, introduction into self-defense and how to fight and things of that nature, which is important. But a lot of times because women aren't seen in a lot of ways, very, um, very strong or, or powerful or, or, you know, able to defend themselves well, uh, you know, a lot of times they're at the mercy of who wants to harm them. So, um, so I want to make sure that even though she does look very, um, innocent and, and she may look a little frail or too kind, too nice. I want her to understand that you kind of got to get out your comfort zone when it comes to um, protecting yourself and, and making yeah. it back home. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. she, she kind of has to unlock that. So we, I give her scenarios. So I'm like, hey, babe, if, if a gentleman or someone was to grab you, what, what would you do? You know, so I wait for her to respond. She, a lot of times she's like, I don't know, try to run. You know, I'm like, well, how are you going to get away? You got your arm. What do you do? So we go through different grappling techniques and how to break, you know, grips of, of people and things of that nature. So, uh, you know, obviously on a fundamental level, she, she just turned five, but she has to know. I'm like, hey, what if somebody pushes you? What if somebody grabs your hair? What are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? So just try to get her uh, subconscious kind of, you know, spinning and, and thinking of these things. Like I said, not to traumatize them and, and, and bring these thoughts to them in a, in a harmful way, but to let them know like, hey, everyone's not going to like you. Everyone's not right. going to treat you like your parents and your other relatives <laughs> and things like that. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. 
people people are different, you know. So when she goes to her friend's house or when she's at the playground, everybody's not going to be nice to her, you know what I mean? So, um, and I and I like I said, I shoot those little scenarios at her, see how she reacts, what's her response, and then teach her the right way to kind of you know get away, to call for help, or to actually see these things before they could potentially happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When things look a little off. But um, but yeah, like, you know, kicking people in the groin, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, all of uh, that. For, for parents with older kids, I don't know if you want to, you know, toss some pepper spray, some mace spray or whatever in a bag, uh, especially, you know, young <laughs> ladies. You know hey, what I mean? Like, that might be a suspension, hey, fam. Yeah. But you got to do what you got to do, bro. Hey, I take that. Well, and, 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 you know, like I said, with, with the ladies, um, you know, encouraging to, to wear rings on their fingers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that could be used as a weapon in, in, anytime you're trying yeah. to, you know, preserve my, life. My cousin was in the cage fights with me. She's six months younger than me, and uh, she picked up the ring game very early in elementary school. It was tragic yeah. for some of the people that she went up against. Hey, I mean, and, and again, I that's that now nah, that's brutality. You know, well, but, I mean. Well, more or less, like, when you in the streets, there's no rules in fighting oh, in the yeah. streets. You know what I'm saying? Know. People are trying to fuck you up. You. Or if not, you know what I mean? Worst case, they trying to kill you. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. people are trying to kidnap you. You know what I mean? You see this human trafficking going on. Oh, uh, yeah. And I, and I, like I said, I fear for my daughter's safety. So I'm like, you're going to fuck somebody up and you're going to make it home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and that's, that's kind of my message to my son is that, you know, uh, by any means necessary, you need to be you need to stand on what you stand for. You need to defend yourself and you defend your honor and also defend your little brother. But as my, as my three-year-old um, grows, I'm realizing that he needs no introduction to, to whooping the ass. He attacks his, he attacks his older brother when shit ain't going his way. Nice. So we got to watch him. Um, I think he'll take very, very naturally to whatever I'm training him to do. And I know he normally doesn't like to, um, you know, they're both very independent. They want to learn and discover things on their, uh, on their own. But Riley is, uh, if, if Noah doesn't uh, naturally take to fighting, he'll let me train him just because he's tired of Riley jumping on him. Cause he's very gentle. <laughs> he's gentle with his little brother, but Riley ain't gentle with him. And he just has so much patience with him, but I don't want that patience to turn into the, you know, what the public is, uh, you know, your little brother is supposed to get that patience. You're supposed to put your foot in the ass of anybody who comes against you out there, though. You know what I'm saying? So we're just working on, um, you know, the anti-bullying stuff, the ideas of, you know, defending yourself, always, you know, making sure that you don't let nobody get over on you. Don't be taking no shit from nobody. Never fear another man. All of those things. We we really drilling down in the mindset of a man and, and, you know, the setting the standards of our household, you know, that we don't we don't take shit from nobody and we're going to defend ourselves by any means necessary. And so um, he'll, he'll learn the techniques in time and he's learning them now. Like I said, I get him for a couple of seconds every, and I do it on a regular basis. So he's learning, but his, his brother's going to uh, ensure that he needs the practice because I think his little brother's going to whoop on his ass if he don't uh, <laughs> stay ahead of the curve because Riley goes right to it yeah. immediately. Riley can wrestle like naturally his instinct to wrestle and, uh, and evade and parry. It's just, it's insane. I think Riley That's could actually be, one of the first uh, mildly autistic MMA warriors. Like he's, hey, a, let's he's got get great it. instincts. He's got great instincts. So uh, that, I'm excited actually to see what Riley, Riley would do naturally. Mm -hmm. That's something else I wanted to kind of touch on was 
obviously, you know, when it comes to hand-to-hand combat, you know, we kind of just, a lot of us kind of just maybe just only use our hands when you can use your entire body, your feet, every damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Your knees, your elbows, all that stuff. So, um, you know, with the wrestling, a lot of people, like you can put a lot of people in submission that way. You know what I mean? You get them to throw the first little blows or you kind of dodge, swoop in, you know what I'm saying? Do a little swim move, get them down. Then, you know, they're at your mercy Mm -hmm. at that point. So a lot of those things are effective and, you know, and a lot of people are out of shape anyway. So you get them in one of them wrestling moves where y'all get to tussling on the floor. A lot of, they gonna, they gonna tap out. They gonna get winded. So that's, that's something else. Yeah. Like that's something else that I think a lot of us kind of look over. And you know, probably probably undervalue a little bit. I, I tell I tell anybody listening, you know, what my plan is for my son, and, and maybe you know your son is at a more appropriate age. But my plan is to get my son in wrestling immediately, as soon as he's able to get in a little wrestling uh, squad. I'm gonna get him into wrestling probably next year. Um, he's he's actually going to do. Uh, a form of MMA in all of his extra in, in his extracurriculars for almost every season, you know, as he grows up. So, you know, some kids do track and basketball, tennis, and things of that nature. Uh, MMA or uh, some for fighting uh, martial art will definitely be one of his extracurriculars, you know, because I'm homeschooling my kid and we homeschool, homeschooling like we about to taking him. We we're not even district homeschooling, and we're about to we're taking him, signing that waiver, and taking him out and just giving him the game, you know, to do and, and not miseducating him in a way we were miseducated. So he didn't have to unlearn yeah. a bunch of shit about himself, especially as a black man. But um, I can tell you that if it's, if, if it's within your means, it's a good investment to get your kid into kickboxing. It's a good investment to get your kid into Taekwondo. It's a good investment to get your kid into um, wrestling, grappling, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, shit I don't care capoeira, capoeira like get get your kid into whatever classes are available mm-hmm. uh, to ignite in them this sense of self-preservation and that's what that's what um is the most important is is creating the sense and the the instinct uh, to self-preserve even though they might not have had the same tumultuous toxic dangerous experience you had as a kid you still want them to understand self-preservation the sitting mm-hmm. duck is the one that says I grew up in a good neighborhood I've never been punched in the face, right? And don't know how to throw a punch There's nobody's face. Like you don't want your kid to be so sheltered uh, and so privileged that they don't know how to protect themselves when the threat comes. So yeah. um, use those extracurriculars, get into those programs. Sometimes it takes a lot. I know um, I want to get my son into this dojo. It's, it's like $160 a month, you know, but he can learn every discipline for $160 And that, and that could month. potentially save his life. You know it could I mean? potentially save his life. So, yeah. you know, there are things that we save money on as parents. And, oh, man, we ain't got money for that. We ain't got money for that. We, look here. We got money hey. to make sure that my son can protect himself. That's an investment. Yeah. Investment in his adulthood and his childhood and his teenage years. He needs to know that. So sometimes it's about us parents prioritizing their arc child's experience. Do I want my six-year-old son to play soccer? Well, yeah, I want him to play soccer and have a good time. But damn it, if he don't know how to kick no ass yet, maybe we can do soccer next year. It ain't like he going to the league. He need to yeah. learn how to kick a little bit of ass before he plays yeah. some soccer. All day. Or he need oh. to be kicking ass and playing soccer. But 
you know, we got kicking ass definitely. at the top of that list. <laughs> yeah, kicking ass needs to be first because kids are treacherous. Kids are terrible. Kids are getting bullied. Kids are shooting up to school. Imagine if those kids could just kick a little ass. They ain't got to shoot everybody up. They could just kick a little ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And once you make an example out of somebody, now you the man. You popular. Yeah. But if you can your ass kicked every time you step into the school and you ain't learning nothing, then you know eventually you're gonna want to do something to them. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think I think sometimes just the the ability to express aggression uh, to the appropriate sources that might abuse you uh, is just enough to keep people in a place to where they feel good about themselves. The hopelessness is what causes a lot of the stuff that we see with kids go up and shoot up in schools and do all this shit. They feel hopeless. Imagine if they could have defended themselves. Right. Imagine if they if they got respect out of that shit, you know, and I know violence doesn't solve everything, but, you know, hell, in the man's world, it solves a whole heap of a lot. Yeah, it put you know a lot of people like, on notice, too. <laughs> violence is a universal language among men, you know what I'm saying? And so while it might not solve everything, sometimes it makes it worse. I tell you what, uh, motherfucker gonna respect you if he know that ass whooping on the way or, mm-hmm. or he gonna have to work for it, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Right. Whether win, lose, or draw, man or woman, you got to be able to self-preserve. That's right. That's right. Yeah, jujitsu is a good one. Um, Absolutely. But but yeah, man, life preservation it, it has to happen. And I know in 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 these days, in these times with the COVID thing going on, things being shut down, um, you may be in an area where businesses like Taekwondo, karate, all these different martial arts styles you know, they're not open for business. So a lot of this may have to happen at the crib, you know. Um, I, I, when I when I was taking karate when I was a lot younger, I seen people, it was a, it was a few families where it was the, the father and son taking the classes. So that's, that's another big mm-hmm. one. Um, because, you know, a, a lot of us men may have some fundamental techniques and some things that might work in a few situations, but um, there's nothing like getting legit training on you know yeah. how to how to defend yourself and your family so like i said that that money is worth like I said, if you do your your research you get you know you, you get the lowdown on some of these um these businesses and, and and the reviews and how they how they do their thing man um you can get some quality training so definitely definitely yeah. don't miss out on that and a lot of boxing gyms, if you even if you financially challenge and you listen to this, uh, a lot of boxing gyms in the hood will train your children for free. Um, I used to train at a place called Metro. I don't know what it's called now. <clears throat> but, hell, you could just come in that bitch, sign a waiver. If you break your knuckles, it's your problem. You know, right, right. Sign, sign the waiver, have your parents sign the waiver, and you could go in there and you could train. And there was an old trainer in there. Looked like he'd been through the ring you know, 30 years, but he, he teach you how to do this, do that, take you through the ropes. Like you was just going to be a boxer. Um, a lot of the impoverished communities uh, are connected in some, in many ways to the martial arts studios, to the self-defense studios in the area. So just look for the resources that are available to you and make sure that you never just assume that there are none because you'd be surprised about the pockets and communities within your community. Yeah, that's real. And uh, and again, everything's so virtual now. You know, get you some equipment from Amazon. You know, get some of the basics. And and you know, if you got some, I mean, make the space. Like some people may be in tight quarters, but you know, find a little corner. You know, take it out to the porch somewhere where you and your son and your daughter, you know, can get some get some exercise, get some one on one. You know, it's. It's necessary. It's very necessary. And like I said, with so much going on in people's lives, it's overlooked. 
too often. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and I need to do more of it myself. You know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of sporadic, but it needs to kind of be on a on a more of a regular basis. So they know right away without thinking it's it's second nature, it's instinct to, you know, hey, get your motherfucking hands off, you know what I'm saying? And they, they can do it. <laughs> Yo, like I it's like see this video feed when you doing this shit, man. Your form is perfect, bro. You know, I wish they could see what you you just gave it. You giving out so much game visually, right? Oh shoot. Well, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's vitally important, bro. But uh, but yeah, this next topic: what tactics and guidance are we giving to help avoid or deter potential conflict? You know, some things they can they can possibly kind of you know get around from or kind of get themselves out of, especially if they're outnumbered or you know they got actual weapons or you know or how to like detect these things before they happen you around some individuals you don't recognize something looks off your instincts telling you hey man let me get the hell up out of here you know are we having those type of conversations you know what i mean yeah you know um that's as important you know just like crossing the street you don't tell your son how to cross the street and you get ran over you don't tell him how to evade danger and be situationally aware he can find himself in the tight spot right so mm -hmm. right now that's one of the things like i said we my, my journey with my son is starting from a mental place first because his attention span is a little you know a little, a little suspect right now so <laughs> um and he, he, he does give a little bit, but like I said, um, it's easier to give him the concepts first. And he's kind of cerebral like that. Like he thinks deeply about things and he'll, he'll you'll think he's not listening and he, then he'll randomly pop up and regurgitate some real deep shit to you. He'll be like, oh, okay, well, you, your ears do work. In fact, you heard way more than I thought you heard. So, I, you know, he understands a lot of these deeper concepts. So I try to give him the game on the mindset of a man. And, um, a part of that is being situationally aware. You know him over there? What he doing? I don't know. Does that look suspicious? Yeah, that looks a little bit suspicious. We're going to move away from him. We're going to go this way over here. You know what I'm saying? We don't right. talk to that brother. You don't know him. Don't talk to him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He, even when we used to go to uh, like a Walmart or Kroger's or something like that, he'd be trying to talk to everybody, say hi to everybody. Listen, everybody's not your friend. Mm -hmm. Right. Sometimes people will speak to you only to get to you and, and play with you or do something to you. And, you know, we don't know what these people are doing. They're bad people. Do you know what kind of person he is? No. Could he be a good person? Yes. Does that matter? No. We don't talk mm -hmm. to those people. We don't know mm -hmm. them. You give them a nod, you get the hell away from them. Don't let somebody approach you. Don't let nobody encroach on your space. Don't let nobody make you feel uncomfortable. Don't, know nobody, don't let nobody put no fear in you. You know what I'm saying? I always realize that daddy's here to protect you. And if somebody makes you feel uncomfortable, you flee to daddy. Whatever direction daddy in, that's the direction you flee. But first, mm -hmm. you're supposed to be evading him. You're supposed to be staying away from certain people. Don't assume good of anybody. Um, we had an interesting experience. Um, <clears throat> we had been dealing with that concept with my six-year-old. Uh, he was five at the time. Just uh, like almost you know verbally giving him a breakdown of what was going on around us so he could see that what he seen wasn't necessarily always reality or or at least what he expected of it right and so he used to like to talk to people and say, say hi to everybody and um my wife was on a walk with him at some point and um we had been drilling this concept into him all week so she walks up the street and there's some suspicious looking motherfucker sit coming toward them right 
and he's just looking a little out of place, a little disheveled. Shirts look ripped and off, and she like, all right, we're about to cross the street, we're about to move out. And Noah's looking like he wants to, she don't, she's looking at Noah, trying to pay attention if he's recognizing the signs that this brother ain't all there. And Noah's not saying nothing. He's just like, okay, this is different. Mm -hmm. mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so she's about to cross the street, but the police rolls up like right next to him. Damn, she's like, oh, okay, the police here, so I can just move around. You know what I'm saying? So she just kind of right. made a wide, you know, Yui around him because the police car was damn near blocking her from getting around him. Okay. But um, the the police end up um, stopping him like on the way, like he hit the lights when he was hitting, when he got to my wife and my son that was walking toward the guy, they were about to pass him. He hit the lights and um, Noah watched that guy get arrested. <laughs> well, I don't know what the dude did, but um, they were walking and that guy got the cuffs and the police, you know, had him up against the car and had to put some pressure on him. You know what I'm saying? So nice. they it, it was been, 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 you know, observant like that. Absolutely. Yeah. But it was, it was important and it was, it was powerful that he seen, you know, my wife said, does this look like a good person as they were walking past him? And Noah was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And then the police arrest him. And he's like, oh, that's a bad guy, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know what that brother did to get arrested. It was a white dude, but whatever he got, whatever he did, he was clearly not, he was a, he was a suspicious looking individual from the get go. And I think that it was, it was a proud moment that, you know, Noah was able to have that and, and see that experience that everybody's not a good guy. Everybody's not your friend. And sometimes you're around a villain or a bad doer or evil doer, whatever they say on the children's <laughs> TV. Uh, shows that you are always supposed to be a, a, aware of your surroundings and the people and the individuals. And he's, he realized that at that moment, watching that guy get arrested, that was profound for him. You know, so. Exactly. I don't know what the hell I mean by that, but there's <laughs> something in there. <laughs> but no, no, that was an excellent story. Like I said, you know, as you already pointed out, that experience was, was necessary and it kind of woke him up. It was an eye opener. Like, hey, some people don't look, you know, like, like they should be in society. Um, but yeah, but, and, and also how to handle confrontation. Cause a lot of times, you know, people speaking with hostility, maybe they name calling this, that, and the third, um, maybe swinging off or doing something kind of irrational may not be the first thing on their mind or, you know, maybe it's, it's, it's a tactical way to go about things, depending on the, the environment, the situation you're in. Um, you know, try to go about things a little bit more amicably, uh, respectfully, or somebody, you know, in, invading your space, somebody pushed you off a swing, somebody doing something, you know what I mean? Um, do you think it's, it's fair to kind of go about, you know, certain scenarios a little differently, like, hey, I appreciate what you did. Why you do that? You know what I mean? Try to get some dialogue going as opposed to trying to, you know, go to that next step or, you know, try to handle it at a lower level. I'm not much for dialogue. I'm going to be quite honest with you. I don't have a whole heap of shit to say before conflict. Either I'm okay. going to do it or I ain't going to do it. Okay. Right. So no one really knows when I'm going to attack. So I can't talk nobody <laughs> off the ledge. Uh, I'm not that guy. That's not my gift. Um, as much as I talk for a living, I, I don't have a whole lot to say when it's time because I'm thinking, I'm planning, I'm plotting. Um, so, uh, you know, I, first of all, I teach my son um, 
and, and obviously through my examples, but you know, in, in my lessons with him, the, the point is not never to escalate a situation, right? Like as a man, there's a time that's appropriate to fight and there's a time that's appropriate to walk away, right? Just because you can fight doesn't mean you should fight, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes the outcome depends very much on the maturity of the person being, um, you know, accosted with the, with the aggression of another. So for me, I can walk away from a fight. So I trained my son that you can too, right? But there are certain situations that are, uh, I guess, less advantageous to walk away from, right? There's a difference between seeing a random person who has a disrespectful moment with you, who hasn't touched you or attacked you, right? Versus somebody that you encounter every day trying to get over on you and trying Mm -hmm. to intimidate you touching you and or attacking you, right? Because people will do what you let them do. And if you at school and somebody's trying to get over on you or somebody's trying to bully you, if you let him do that once, you'll be dealing with that all the time, right? So there's a time to fight. That's the time to fight. You got to cut that shit off immediately. But in these random occurrences, these random acts of aggressions, as long as you don't escalate the situation, show no fear, but don't escalate the situation. Somebody says, oh, you a bitch. I'll whoop you. You can say nothing. You don't have to say anything. I'm not one for backing down. I'm not going to teach my son to back down. But he doesn't have to add to the, uh, he doesn't have to add to the negativity that's being presented to him. You can think your way out of a situation. Again, mm-hmm. because you can fight doesn't mean you should fight. So for me, <clears throat> It's more about your self-preservation. In what way can I preserve myself? And I'm not talking about cowardice. I'm talking about being mindful, right? Mm-hmm. Because every day you take a risk. Every day, every, every time something happens, you are deciding whether or not you are going to take the risk of either losing your life or harming yourself, or harming others. Sometimes it's not worth it. A stranger saying, hey, man, what, what you looking at? Is that really worth it? Did he touch you? Did he harm you? Is he even encroaching on your space? If he's not approaching you with aggression, hold your aggressions. Yeah. Observe this person, right? Um, you, can, you can back out of that. You can walk away from that. You don't know what that person has or what they're capable of. If he touches you, give him war. Yeah. Give him whole war. <laughs> like the all yeah. the war. The yeah. war of God. Or the God, The God of war. You know, but until until a man touches you, uh, let a stranger pass when possible. But never go into a place to where you're going to be um, you're going to be approached every day with the same type of aggression, or you could potentially be reapproached by the same person over and over. Who it gets good to them that you are going to fold. It gets good to them that you're going to allow them to talk down to you or touch you or push you or punch you or kick you or spit on you or whatever. Hey, take no abuse that would be otherwise um, re- repeated or, or habitual, right? Mm-hmm. So in school situations, you, gotta, you might have to take that first suspension. You might have to make an example. Or you might have to just show people, I'm willing to fight, win, lose, or draw. You're not going to bitch me. You understand mm-hmm. that? But when you're talking about these random occurrences, I never see that man again. Why do I got to get into it with him and go to jail about this dumb shit? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I always carry a pistol. So for me, if he's watching my example, which he's been around when, when some shit happened before, because I always have a lethal option on me, 
it's very important for me to de-escalate. If I add anything to it, I'm not going to escalate because yeah. I have a lethal weapon on me. I want to make sure that both of us make it home. Even the gentleman who's being an asshole, who's not having a good day. We both yeah. deserve to live past our experience today. I don't know what he's been through. He don't know what I've been through. As long as he's not threatening my family and he's not coming toward me, right? Because I'm not going to shoot him or beat the fuck out of him, but I don't even want to be tussling with a pistol in my hand. Or, or on my person, right? So for me, de-escalation becomes more important if I'm armed than if I'm not armed, right? Because there's always a lethal option, a gun roll out of my pocket. Now we're fighting over a gun that shouldn't even have been introduced into us stepping on each other's shoes or some dumb shit like that. So yeah. um, it's important to always be mindful of the options. And you always have the option to not necessarily retreat, but to choose not to fight, right? And mm-hmm. And that is an important distinction to make. And wisdom must be applied to, to your warriorism. If, if warriorism is the word, wisdom must be applied. Yeah, that's real. Um, I think ground rules should be, you know, a topic discussed with your children. What, what is allowed, what can be reconciled or what can be, um, you know, handled on a, on a conversational level and what things are just absolutely, you know, not going to happen. You know what I mean? You're not going to touch me or do anything to harm me or put me in a, in a harmful situation and, and me not defend myself or retaliate. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, that's a conversation that needs, that needs to happen between uh, the father and his children. Like, Hey, you know, if, if someone just yapping, if they just talking, you know, trash or whatever they're doing and not actually touching you or, you know, threatening you as far as, you know, you, you see them with a weapon or, or anything like that. Then, you know what I'm saying? A lot of that, a lot of those things you can let go. But like I said, if it happens repeatedly and you let it slide, you know, then it's time to show action. Or are um, you in a place where it can happen repeatedly? You got to go back here tomorrow. You want your respect when you get there tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. That's real. That's real, man. So, uh, hey, man, great topic. Uh, We can definitely add more to this, but we're going to end it right here. Um, So, yeah, audience, family, had this conversation. If you're not already having it now, what are your plans? Know how your kids are going to react to certain situations, run scenarios, get them in that mindset. You know, they got to be thinking of these things, thinking about the worst possible situation that could happen that can occur, you know, because like I said, if it's not in their subconscious, they're not thinking of these things, you know, they're not going to know how to react or what to do. They're going to retreat. You know, sometimes it's, it's good to evade, but like if they're, they're unsure of how to handle something, they're going to fold, you know what I mean? And, and that could potentially cost them their life. They could, you know, be harmed. You don't want that. So, uh, but yeah, man, self-defense, man, definitely, definitely one of the most important topics that we can bring up. So, but yeah, audience, hey, you know how to reach us. We're on IG, we're on Twitter. Get at us, leave a comment. Let's let's keep this conversation going. Uh, Kev, any last words before we get out of here? Yeah, man, make sure that you just teach them a mindset. You know, the mindset of self-protection is as important as the ability to throw the hands. Exactly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, now, we're your host for the Fatherhood Village. I'm Dale Holloway. That's Kev Hick. Peace and love. Peace and love.